Welcome to Talking League's Wacky Wednesday, brought to you by Game Day Squad. Create, coach, compete in fantasy footy, be the coach and win. Download the app and play now. Let's bring in my new main man, Shawnee. How are you, mate? You've gone up in the ranks. You've become my number one for Wednesdays. How are you feeling? Oh, I'm super excited, Andy. Can't wait to be a proper number one, but we'll wait one day. <laughs> it's only a matter of time, brother. Only a matter of time. Especially no, if the other ones keep dropping off. <laughs> magic round, maybe. And also, we have another debut for the Wednesday show. Jeez, these guys are dropping like flies, honestly. Maybe <laughs> Kyle and Shoots are just sort of still feeling the effects of TK giving him a little visit in New Zealand. What are your thoughts? Uh, is it Postman Pat or is it Spicy Pat? Uh, which which Spicy Pat, mate. Good. Well, TV, TVC, mate. Let's see what KFC <laughs> come back with. <laughs> yeah, I looked for those listeners. I put a little feeler out to KFC to see if they want to sponsor one of, one of Paddy's uh, segments there for maybe a couple of free wicker wings for the boys. Let's, maybe that's something yeah. like that. They're, they're going to move quick because Red Rooster is already uh, showing some interest. So if they yeah, want so to be a part of it, they've got to jump in. If you're listening, KFC, look, I know you are because you're, you're, you're avid listeners. Uh, yeah, cave set. Red Rooster is just around the corner, so hurry up. <laughs> uh, before we rip into buy, hold, sell, avoid, uh, talk, sort of go a bit of Game Day Squad. So Talk League is partnering with Game Day Squad to create our own official fantasy league competition. So it's commenced last week. Uh, so to celebrate, we're giving 10K over the next four weeks, thanks to Game Day Squad. So get ready, register now for free at gamedaysquad.com.au or download the app. Stay tuned into our socials and podcasts this week for further updates uh, on joining the Talking League Fantasy Footy Competition. So like I said, it's 10K over four weeks. So it's, it's 1,500 for the capped and it's 1,000 for the open. The NRL comp code is NRL or caps zero. H-R-K-T. So this will be in the episode notes. If you don't, you can't remember my voice, my lovely voice, uh, you can definitely read it in the chat. So that's fine. So register now for free at gamedaysquad.com.au or simply download the app to get started. Now, talking about getting started, how about we, we start our own um, ripping into the show and, and our bides, our bides, our bides. Shawnee, well, who is your buy of the week for round five? Mine is my namesake, Sean Cappy, this week. Coming in at 397k, break even of 11. And this year he's got a 40, 39, and a 46, all above a 1 ppm. So even if he keeps that 40 average, he's still got 160k to make. And at 7% over, could be a good little pod as you look to move mid stages or likewise. I'm actually lovely that you said that because I picked him up um, pre season. I've had him since then. Mate, he's been hitting out 40s like. And it's actually getting more and more minutes as the, um, the rounds go on. So do you predict him getting more than 46 or, or what, what's your uh, thoughts there with his minutes played? You'd probably look between that 40 and 50 mark most weeks. I had him to start the year as well. And then when he went to the bench, I dropped him. So I'm really kicking myself at this point. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, tell me, do you still have Dory? Yeah, yeah. So you, 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 you kept Dory and you dropped Kepi. No, no. I went Kepi to Dory, so it's worse. <laughs> oh, jeez. Look, look we've all, we all have one. We all have one we, we'd like to regret. So uh, all good. All right. Uh, Paddy, who is your buy for round five? Yeah, just on that short. Don't feel too bad, mate. I went um, Cardi Party to bloody... To Tommy Talao, so we all have we all live to we all live to regret, mate. <laughs> um, so uh, for me for this week, I'm um, pretty massive on Jaden Braley. So 
obviously I am a Knights fan, but he's extraordinarily re- relevant at the moment. I think he's bottomed out in price, so he's at 614k. He's got a break-even of 52. Don't let the break-even throw you off. He's played two 80-minute games this year for a 51 and a 59, so it's actually probably around that range that he's going to be getting anyway. Um, if I was to, to call it, if you've got one of the big hookers in Grant and Cookie, I'd definitely be looking at Braley for your round 13 cover because he's going to be playing then, and then he has the buy around 14. One thing that I think is really interesting about him as well is that he's playing the the round 16 and 17 double. So he's playing the round 16 buy as well and then into that following week. So I think he's excellent during that period. I think he's going to be a solid 50 to 55 scorer every week. Um, and he's probably going to rise about 100K. So if you're going to get him, either this week or next week would be um, my recommendation, especially if you're like me and you've only got Tanner Boyd as your hooker. So, <laughs> so am I correct in saying that you have made that trade this week? I've made the trade, yeah. He's in. He, <laughs> so he, was, look, he was 100% in. <laughs> He's even backing his buy. We've got Shawnee uh, upsetting they didn't keep his buy, and we've got you backing your buy for this round. So, look, I already like it. Uh, look, I'll back up the boys, all three of us, and I'll go with the Hoskins. So I'm, I'm bringing in the Hoskins this, this week. Look, 94, crazy score. Everyone's expecting – he's not going to score that again, but he had 54 tackles, zero missed. He starts at a minus six break even, and he was involved with everything. So, look, I don't know if – what else does Cleary need to – Ivan Cleary need to see uh, for him to sort of get a, a starting spot there, you know? So, uh, great cash down as well. If you've got an underperforming gun, if you've got maybe a, a Carrigan or if you want to get rid of your Murray, if you want to if you want to have a bit of a, a trade envy and just want to get rid of someone who's some, – this bloke might actually knock out. If he scores, like, general consistent 50s the next three weeks – it's more than 100K in cash that you'll make. So let's just say if, if three weeks' time they decide to put Garner back in for some reason, you could possibly just even keep him in, in your emergencies if you want and bring him in around origin time with possibly Martin or someone going to play origin. So either way, or you sell him and make the 120 cash. So either way, I think it's a good buy, and he's my buy of the week this, this week. What do you reckon, boys? Are you you're on the Hoskins yeah. or are you a bit nervy? He's my other trade, mate. I've got him. I'm locked in. I've got him. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting him for Dory. He's in. <laughs> for Dory? What a trade. Yeah. He's back. Yeah. <laughs> so take, take money bags, money bag Shawnee over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no answer. Right, so we'll go for a player who we have and we shouldn't, shouldn't sell or pull the trigger so early. So who are we holding, Shawnee? Who's your hold for round five? Mine's Michael Cheekham. Uh, he's on the bench again this week, but moved to prop or back row, whatever you want to call it, last week with Colin Matangi going into the middle. And looking at the same setup, I imagine it's very similar with the Rabbits rotation. And even if he gets 60 minutes, his 0.5 PPM will get him 30 points and another, uh, it's about 20K in price rises, even just for one more week. And then he could cash him down to get a bit of money for Hines. Michael... Yeah, I feel like you're right there. And look, everyone who did pick him up and expect him to start on the edge, it's not too bad. Like, he's only, what, he's 435K. So he's made 29, so that's in total. He's made 185K for those who brought him in earlier, which is a stellar amount. So I feel like it's a good idea there holding him. And who knows? It's so uncertain who's going to get those spots here in the Bunnies uh, edges. And is, is jo- if Joe Arrow comes back, is he. He's not getting that starting spot. You know, he was obviously on the bench before he did his injury, so it's sort of tough there. Uh, but, yeah, I feel like I agree with your hold there. 
Paddy, Paddy P. Uh, yeah, who's your hold? Yeah, I've got a Tanner Boyd. So I was pretty tempted. I think like a lot of people are tempted to move him on. But, I mean, realistically, he's at 490K. He's only got a 21 break even. Um, and actually, I do still expect him to get anywhere between a 40 to a 45 um, average. So he's still got another 50 to 100K in him to make, you know, and that's that, that's that worst-case scenario. Um, but he's just got that excellent cover. And I know that there's someone else I'm going to talk about later in, in hands who's really interesting. He's got a similar... Um, he's got the exact same coverage, but in terms of security, in terms of the role in the team, he, he's just excellent. I think he's a, a really great hold for the moment. Don't pull the trigger. Use him as a loop for the for the week, um, and then maybe in a in a few weeks or heading into the the first major buy, considering your hooker cover after that, maybe then I would consider moving him on. Yeah, well, we scored. He scored fifty two. That's without a try. Yeah, and sorry, the other thing. Yeah, the other thing as well is that he's going to have a lot of responsibility in the next month. So there's no four and no AJ. Like, it's going to be him as the primary playmaker. Um, they've also got Veril still out, so he's actually the only remaining spine member. So he's going to have to do, I think, a lot in that team. So he's probably going to be a really solid option. So maybe not this week, but he's going to be another player that tons up in the next couple of weeks, is he? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hopefully, that'd be great. <laughs> it could be the sixth player in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look, my hold this week is Tamari Martin. Um, I feel like he got a lot more. So last year, he wasn't. It was NRL relevant, but he wasn't really fantasy relevant. And but this year, he started mm. off the same way, but then all of a sudden, he just took a turn, and he's just he's actually scored more try assists than Sean Johnson this uh, season. So, which is actually quite surprising. And he, he has hit a 52, with that's with no tries. So we do know he can hit that. So especially with uh, with his DPP of winging a fullback and half, I feel like he's going to be very handy. Plays round 13, which we know that we're going to have – you can only have the 13 scoring players and everyone on your bench is not going to be scoring. So the fact that he can play winger fullback and half, definitely good for that cover in that um, buy round. So, yeah, he's my hold for this week. Um yeah, I've actually got him. I, I was burning. I had him first few rounds because he scored 20 and 22. But, yeah, luckily I got rid of someone else instead of him. So there was other spot fires to put out, and luckily I Good held him. Yeah, I <laughs> think so. All right, and who are we selling? Who has been the player that we've just had enough? The experiment's over. Get the hell out of my team. Shawnee, it's that player. I think we've said him about 10 times, but it's the plot king, Matt Dory. He's gone. <laughs> Last week, he was a hold just to see his role, and he got 22 from 20 minutes, but that came with a line break assist and offload, which he did not do in any of the other games this year. So I think it's time to move on, but the problem's going to be trying to find someone to get to get him or get for him. There's just no quality cash cows underneath 330, but if you can move him up to someone like Hoskins, that'd be ideal. That felt personal, Shawnee. It, it, <laughs> it, it, no, it definitely is. <laughs> You'll victimise Andy. No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, just for Dory, just for Dory. Look, like, yeah. you are right. Even with Sean Lane, I think Lane is actually confirmed around six, waiting for a medical clearance from his surgeon. Um, so if he does come back around six, who knows? Who is the preferred bench player there? Is it Dory or is it Cartwright? I know Dory can run a hole better. But Cartwright's coming out of nowhere. He's actually showing his youth again. So, yeah, I think the uncertainty there, it's time to NFL punt him out of your team. Is there, uh, all right. is there, mate, is there a chance that Cardi holds his edge 
and um, and Mamo mm-hmm. goes back to the bench and plays that role from last year. Before the Panthers game, I would have said no chance, but no, nah, I, I hmm. yeah, it's I don't know solid. because. Yeah, I think Laney and Brown just have that combination, whereas you put Cardi on the right, he has to sort of learn the left to the right again. It's a different mm-hmm. sort of uh, skill for him. I think Maddo's just going to be that better player. And, and look, it, I don't know. It's tough because from the start mm-hmm. of the season, it was completely different. Yeah, Maddo on the, on the middle, but yeah, the, we beat the Panthers again. So <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to sort of change the make of that team, isn't it? Yeah, it's true. Uh, who was your sell? Patty. Now, look, how you introed it in around you've had enough, like it's actually hurting me to say to sell. It's probably <laughs> controversial, but I've got Carrigan as my sell because he, like, he's not an urgent sell by any means, right? And this is probably going to need a bit of big dick energy if you're going to be doing this. But, re- like, he's actually, he's at his price, really. So even if he holds on to his 59 average, he's only got probably another 30K in him to make. So at 763K and a 50 break even, which, you know, he'll probably knock over. I think that the fact that he's got Origin coming up, like I'm, I'm using him to get Hoskins in. So that's my, that's my logic and reasoning. And, you know, just like old Snake Corbs, I had a pretty heavy middle um, and I just don't need it. Like I don't need that many big gun middles. So I think by moving him, it actually gives my team a lot more balance. Unfortunately, it's unbalanced in edges now. There's so many good mid-range edges that are making cash. But I think with Hosking, you just got to like you got to get on. You know, if you're a believer and you've watched him, like he needs to stay in that team. Um, and yeah, I mean, worst case is that for Carrigan, you know, something actually like even if he gets one HIA in this period. It completely screws his scoring. It means he's going to be out for the week, like for an extra game as well. It completely screws him up. Where with Hosking, I mean, obviously HIAs can happen, but in one week, there's a chance to make like 60 to 80K, depending on how big he goes this week. So I'm really keen for it. And yeah, I'm using that cash to, to aim for, for Hines come round, um, round seven. Yeah, well, you bring you make a, a perfect point there. You know, the, it, it's very hard to sell a player who's scoring fifties and sixties. It, mm-hmm. it seems wrong, but when there's that much money uh, to be made, you sort of like you need to ride the hot hand and jump on the players that are actually going to make some cash. Especially when you got all these other good mids, like you got mm-hmm. Kepi, you got Matt Croker, you got even Eeyore Thompson's actually scoring pretty well and getting <laughs> some good minutes. Well. So, yeah, can, like, can I say? Whole, can I say as well, Andy, one thing I forgot to mention was that he probably wasn't a season-long prospect because the Broncos have a really awkward buy schedule. So all of their buys come later in the year, which, yeah, like on face value is great for someone like a Stags or a non-Origin player. But for someone who's playing Origin, you're not getting the advantage that he's playing round 13 and round 16. He's not playing anyway, plus all of their buys are late. So if you're holding on to him during that period, there's going to be a massive block where he's going to become a sell. And their last buy is round 24, I'm pretty sure, or 25, 25. So, yeah, like you're not going to want someone who's at 800K who's on a buy with like four rounds to go. So basically you're saying it's inevitable that we're going to sell him. It's just yeah. might as well make some cash and ride the, the good plays while you can. Yeah, exactly. I like that analogy. Actually, it makes it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Well, the problem I have is I've actually got Tohu Harris and Carrigan, <laughs> so I can't, I can't comfortably sell Carrigan when I, no. I, I know Tohu is fifty fifty. So I'm, yeah, it's real. I'm really torn there, and I'm 
upset that I brought Tohu in last week. So <laughs> that's so yeah, harsh. I'm I'm in the war zone. It's gonna be a rough weekend for me, especially come an hour before kickoff. But yeah. thank you, Webster, for naming him because you really put it in, put me in it. <laughs> uh, my, my cell actually is Dory as well. So there we go. We've we've hit the same um, um, cell there, luckily. But, and we all know why exactly. You, you've nailed it. The, the um, now Dory selling on the head. All right, who we got next? We got the avoid. So look, a lot of players, uh, a lot of pit players to pick up, a lot of players to avoid. Who's your avoid for this week? Who should we be wary about picking up? Shawnee. Yes. So I'm going with Wurramu Greg from the from the Eels. He gets to start this week. Uh, he'll probably get it next week with Paulo suspended. But he hasn't played more than 16 minutes in any of his NRL games. And even though he goes at 1 ppm, that's nothing. I don't expect him to get more than 20 minutes. He might just take the sting out of the game for the Eels, and then you'll have Murchie and Makatoa come through the middle. And he's one of those guys. He's 220. If he could lose more money, he would. His break-even's 23. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're spot on there. I, I don't see. I think he's 125 kilograms, so he's a big boy. Um, but yeah, I don't see him playing that many minutes. You know, look, I don't see him playing Paulo's minutes. Let me just tell you that. You know, he's not getting 60 minutes a game, anyways. He's kind of like that David Mawali for the Rabbits, where he just will play that first 20 and then just disappear for the rest of the game unless there's HIAs or injuries. Yeah, well, you could be. You could be right, Pat. It could be Dory come in for Maddo and Maddo go into middle. And yeah, you know, I think Murchie's come back and Murchie's actually been pretty good at prop. So yeah, I think you're spot on there. Um, Paddy, I'll stick it with you. Who's your Roy this week? Yeah, just on that as well. I think we're smelling a um, a hot, good 80-minute performance coming up just quietly <laughs> based on based on <laughs> Greek bloody games and minutes. There's a question later about captains. We'll, we'll all sort of put a word <laughs> in then. All right. Um, yeah, I'm putting in a void on hands. Like, there's been a lot of questions around him. A lot of people are floating that as a as an option. Now, if all things considered, hands was a top 30 player, which he's not, then a hunt, he would be a massive goer, I think. Like, he'd be a pretty safe option to bring in. But let's all go back 12 months ago and the name Trent Peoples. Mm. Trent Peoples got three exemptions. He was an 18th man, and then he played two games me, like a lot of people, jumped on him. And then out of nowhere, it's like, yeah, this dude's not top 30. And then he never played a game again. So he played two games and he was gone. So we have no idea what kind of voodoo or who Parramatta is playing off, or paying off to get hands an exemption because they have a full strength. Well, they've got a fully fit health in that department. So Hands is a hooker half. They've got Arthur Jacob Arthur, who is also a hooker half technically when he's played off the bench. You've also got um oh what's old mate bloody your mate Andy. Who's the backup hooker? Mitch Rain. You got Mitchie uh, Rain as well. Yeah so you got you got Mitchie Rain as well. So it makes no sense that this guy is getting an exemption. So something something's well, he, going on. He, he's where I think that that why they're actually getting away with it. So I do know, I don't know the ins and outs because they actually don't reveal this, but I do know that there were some rules changed during COVID ball for the exemption players. Now, whether they tweaked or brought those rules back uh, to what it was originally before COVID, maybe they're just sort of playing a bit of a loophole where they haven't actually changed that rule yet. So I, mm-hmm. I do know that that, that, is, that is a possibility there. I did do a bit of research and yeah, that's yeah. the only thing I can think of, you know, because it does seem a bit strange. But it yeah. also it does the same thing as of ways and avoid, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, like, look, I think 
But ugh, he's got a one break even, right? So he's probably going to play a similar role, 20, 20 to 30 minutes. I don't think he's going to be scoring tries every week, obviously. So, I mean, a realistic... Whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean, bro? What do you well, mean? I mean, maybe. Superstar, like, superstar. You know, realistic, like realistically, what are we looking at? 20 to 25 points, you know, maybe a maximum 30, you know? So he wouldn't be someone that I'd be rushing in straight away. I think people are kind of hoping that Josh Hodgson's going to lose his spot. That's not going to happen. Like Parramatta have gone in on this bloke. He's not losing his spot to hands, who was, or who's been in the system for a few years now, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, avoid for now. Paramount have three spots left in their top 30. So if Hands gets elevated over the next week or two, then 100% consider him. But for now, he's a, he's too risky for me. Yeah, I think you, you've hit the nail on the head there. Um, all right, moving on, we'll go to the last avoid. Now, I don't know why I had to put this in, but apparently 1,847 people decided it was a good <laughs> idea. Um, but they picked up Chester, so Tommy Chester from the Cowboys. So. <laughs> The only, the only way I see him keeping his spot or keeping a spot in the, the field is if and there's an injury happens or Drinky comes back and gets a HIA or, or something. But I know he's a, at a break even at minus eight, but I just don't see him keeping his spot. Quality player. Um, don't get me wrong. He's had two 40s, uh, two tries, and actually showed a bit of brilliance uh, in his sort of scrapping sort of play. But he's got one more game left in him, and, he's, and then he's out of the team, out of the squad possibly 18th man, so you just don't want to get caught with him bringing him in this week. That's my avoid. You agree, boys? Yeah, he's a, he's a draft-only player for the week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's not even like a guy that'll cover Drinky over Origin, like he would play Origin, then he'd slot in. Drinkwater's not playing Origin and not going to get his points there either. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's even more of a reason not to bring him in. So those 1,847 people just... Find someone else. <laughs> you probably got a better chance in Brendan Hands. Let's just say that. Uh, guys, thanks for thanks for your insights of uh, the buy hold sell avoids. Um, that's it for that section. Now we'll go into. It's time for overs and unders. So Pat, this is your first over and unders. Um, naturally, yes. it's it's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> you either go, you either guess over or under. Uh, no, but yeah, it's we'll on the take, mate. So <laughs> sorry. So over. <laughs> and uh, nah. All right, I uh, the, fir- <laughs> uh, the first player we've got here, we've got a player who uh, this probably hits home to you. We've got Adam Duehi. So Pat, I've given him forty-four fantasy points. Under. Now take take your heart out of it. Take your heart Under. out of it. Under, okay, Under. okay. Yeah. But Under. you did hear that he's the best fullback that Tigers have, didn't you? Ridiculous. Jeez, man. <laughs> They're just a quote factory, that club. I just can't oh, understand. It's good. Look, at, at the end of the day, Parra and those and Tigers were equal losses last week, and there was no negative press about Parra, not one little scary, maybe a little bit, but it was just all attention to the Tigers, and I was like, this is lovely. This is lovely. <laughs> Sean, what are your thoughts on, on Dewey, 44? Uh, I'm going to go under as well. He might be the best fullback, center, 5'8", halfback in the in the club, but he'll still go under against the Bronx. <laughs> yeah, I unfortunately think you're you're right, uh, and I do own him, which is is very painful because I have him, Tohu, and Carrigan. So, and yeah, I have to pick one to get bank money for Hines. So uh, I'm going to have to ride the Dewey sure. plane. Yeah. Uh, next player here is Zach Hoskins, another player in, in um, 
hot pursuit. 50 fantasy points. Shawnee, what do you reckon? Over, under? Over, in base, alone. <laughs> Jeez, big call. Love it. Love it, though. Love it. Paddy? Yeah, mate, over, far out. I reckon I'm going over 60. I reckon he's over 60 this week. Let's go over. Let's ride this train, boys. 57. <laughs> Let's go, Hoskins. Yeah. Uh, so another play here. Another one close to home. Actually, I must just pick your whole team, Paddy. Um, <laughs> Jaden Braley, 52 fantasy points. <sighs> oh, okay. That's like on the line. I'll go over. Yeah. 53 is good enough. <laughs> he'll get over. <laughs> like, he'll clear it. He'll clear it. In base alone, as Sean would say. He'll get, he'll get there in, in tackles alone. Yeah, I think they, they, they'll need him. Um, especially after a win last week, they'll be hot. Sean, over under 52? Yeah, I was going to say push on 52, but we'll just go over a little bit. <laughs> no, you know, we, can, we can all say 52 on the line. We can say on if we want. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. If, if we get 52, we've got to, put, we've got to do some sort of um, celebratory dance if we get 52. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and look, we've got, we might as well bundle them together. Hines and Cleary, I've, it's, I've put them both 60 fantasy points. Uh, it's probably a little bit too low. Uh, I'm going over for both of them, but I'm hoping Cleary less for those Cleary owners. But there's yeah, 60 for both. What are your thoughts? I'm hoping. I mean, I'm hoping over. Well, I mean, for Hines, I mean, we all kind of want Hines to get like 10 this week to try and Yeah, I reckon both. Over. Um, I am a Cleary owner, so I mean, I hope he tons up. Screw the Raiders. <laughs> Shawnee? Yeah, I think over for both as well, but I'd love Hines to be an under. Just get an early shower and then bring Tricky on to make some more cash. Yes, that would be the best case scenario. Hines is sort of tr- just fall over. or do- Actually, if he gets HIA, it's probably the best case scenario because it's not injury. He's got to buy next week anyways. Then he can go up to uh, Sunny Coast and surf with his, with his family. Take, take a break, Hines. Have one. one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think that's overs for all. Uh, that's it for the overs and unders. We'll go into a rapid fire. So three uh, three decisions here. We've got first one. It's, it's probably going to be pretty easy, but they're the exact same cash. Appy Corusel versus Jaden Braley. Jaden, for more points. Yeah, or just who would you rather have? I feel like you've already hit the nail on the head with Jaden with your speech earlier. Jaden. Sorry, are we doing it? See, this is my just, rookiness here. On me or on Sean? <laughs> oh, uh, well, either way. We'll, we'll, go, we'll go with Sean first. He's the number one for, for this week. <laughs> uh, I think I'll go Bradley as well. His price is going to go up and Appy's keeps going down. Same with his points. Yeah, I think, and I'm, we already heard you, Pat. Uh, all right, next one, centre. This one's, this one's closer than I expected. I look, I knew he was good, but not didn't know he was that good. But Herbie Farnsworth from um, The Simpsons. Or uh, Jack, Jack Bird from The Bird is a Word, Shawnee. Oh, that is a tough they're, one. They're, um, they're very similar in price to 605, yeah. uh, If Bird's not coming off the bench, you're playing 40 minutes in the back row like he has done the last two weeks. I'd love to take him. But with the Broncos' draw, I might have to go with Herbie. Yeah, he, just, he just looks good, doesn't he? And it's just base stats. Like He's just scored 50s easily. So, He's nearly he the opposite just... of Stags, right? Mm. What are your thoughts there, Paddy? <laughs> yeah, Herbie. No, it's not even a question. I think that Herbie's going to come in and probably score a hat-trick against the Tigers. <laughs> Let's be honest. I, I just love his name. Is he the only Herbie you guys know? I think so. 
Maybe in England there's, there's Herbies everywhere. Yeah, maybe there's Herbies everywhere. The love bug. Herbie the love bug. Uh, this one's an interesting one as well. So these two are pretty much similar in price. We've got Blake Laurie or Cameron McInnes. So a, a, a previous fancy gun in Cam McInnes or a, uh, a prop from the Dragons in Blake Laurie, Shawnee. I'm going to go with Blake Laurie at the moment. Even with the Bellend coming back, I don't think it impacts Laurie's minutes too much. And even when he does play a little bit less, his PPM actually ramps up so he knows how much work he's got to get through. And I think mm. um, oh, Bitsy's kind of favouring Oregon Kafusi at the moment to be that impact middle as opposed to McInnes. Yeah, nice. No, I think uh, – where are we? Yeah, I think I'm the same. Pat, what are, you, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. I think, um, yeah, Laurie's been a, been pretty surprising, hasn't he? I was, um, yeah, I was pretty surprised by, by his scores. Um, yeah, I don't know what's going on with McInnes, though, because he kind of started the season okay. What did he get? He got, like, mid-40s, and then, yeah, his minutes have just dropped. Like, fitties, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's, something, there's something there. Maybe, maybe he's not 100% fit. Because there's no reason why, why, um, unless like he, they're just preferring Fanukin on the field all the time or for longer well, minutes. Yeah, his minutes: twenty-nine minutes round one, forty-eight minutes round two, thirty-one round three, and forty-four round four. So that doesn't scream injury to me. I think like maybe they just prefer the bigger body in Toby or, um, like you said, or Oregon Kafusi. He was a young gun mm-hmm. at Parramatta. They use him for minutes, but you think for a player who was the best pl- uh, mid in fantasy was it a couple of years ago. Yeah. He's really fallen from grace, hasn't he? Mate, the Dragons could really use him, couldn't they? <laughs> yeah, oh, there'd be a few other clubs who could use him for sure. <laughs> oh, right. oh, well, that's, that's, uh, that's a rapid fire step in done. Um, really, it was pretty good, Pat. Pretty Pat and Sean. So thanks for joining. Uh, questions and answers. So we've got a few questions here. Uh, we'll go with this one first. We'll go with you for you, Sean. This one's Anthony Petrie. Hey, lads, it was great to meet the crew on Sunday at Garrison's. <laughs> These ones are a bit of a, a stab at shooter. Loved your Tanner Boyd sale tip last week. He <laughs> got 52. Uh, do you have another insightful sell this week? Two options on the t- <laughs> So Sorry, mate. Shoot's not here, so you might actually get some good advice, Anthony. <laughs> Two options on the table this week, lads. Go BDE or save some cash. So save some cash would be BMM and Trindle to Hands and Zykatoa and bring in Nico after his buy, or pull the trigger on some BDE this week with Cam Murray and Sam Walker to Nico and Hostings. What your thoughts there, Sean? I do like the BDE one. The, the two trade-ins and the, the cheaper one is just too risky. I don't like the idea of getting hands, and then I'd like to see Katoa play at least one game with Milford. But if it's if you want some BDE, just get Hines, make him your captain. He might turn up. Then you've got Hoskins, who's going to get you at least 50. So I think it'll counteract the Walker and who was the other Walker and Murray score, so go be the Yeah, and just be careful because we did put the mock on Nico. He's going to HIA in five minutes. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Watch, just, just watch him. Okay, uh, okay, we've got Teharanga Tahere Williams. This one's for you, Pat. Emergencies are looking real weak at the moment. Bloor, Katoa, Dory, Talau. Oh, man, I feel for you. Uh, do I focus on fixing them up or focus on getting mid-priced players who are set to make cash like Katoa, Hoskins, via Sutton? Yeah, look, I'd be doing sudden askings. I think that's the that's the absolute play. I think the thing with your emergencies is you want. I mean, the, at the end of the day, you want some cash generation, and there's no one actually at that bargain basement price that is a 
absolute lock. You know, if we're thinking sub 300, you've, we've kind of been mentioning a few options, but they're really risky. Even um, even Katoa for the Dolphins, like Shawnee, you kind of mentioned there. He's got, like, to me, he screams a moan vibes from last year. Mm. So, like, I wouldn't think about correcting your emergencies. And realistically, if I look at your emergencies anyway, I mean, you've held Talau, I've held Talau. So he's probably back next week or the week after. Like, you may as well just hold on to that. Um, and who were the others? Yeah, like Bloor. I mean, that was really surprising because he had a pretty decent showing last week and the Tigers are fluctuating. So, I mean, he's probably back in next week. Anyway, I think out of all of them, it'd be, oh, you've already got Katoa. Yeah, like Dory is probably the only sell. So what I'd be doing is just going Sutton to a Hoskins 100%. I think that makes a lot of sense. And you're going to generate money there anyway. Like that's that's what's most important. And your emergencies are, are just that. They're emergencies. They're non-scoring. So it, in a nice-to-have world, then yes, look at correcting them. But only like I wouldn't be ripping up your team to try and like go from a, you know, to go from a, a blow to spend an extra 100 or, you know, 200K for an emergency. I wouldn't be doing that. Yeah, nice. Um, and also, just on the the part around Katoa, Hosking as the examples, Hosking over Katoa. Katoa has obviously been an absolute gun, but Hosking is probably going to make some serious cash over the next couple of weeks. Nah, spot on. All right, all right, Andy. Here we go. Mal, step in. I'll do the I'll do the TK. This is a bit of Tuesday <laughs> Tuesday vibes into your Wednesday flavor here. So Luke Fisher is asking, warning: Who I choose as captain likely. To cause pain to the others, uh, between Cleary, Hopwood, and Reynolds, I've been burned with an awful performance when captain. Best choice this week from Tarpany, Carrigan, Hopwood, Marnie, Reynolds, or SJ, or will Walshie have a massive game against the Tigers? Please help. Hashtag captain, captaincy chaos. <laughs> First of all, Luke, I really appreciate it. And how good is it? That, how good is fantasy when SJ is a captaincy option? <laughs> <laughs> you know? It just feel like that's, that's absurd. <laughs> the world is just in a good place when you've got SJ's ability for, for captaincy. Uh, also, I think if you've got Cleary, I feel like you have to captain him. I know, just forget the fact that he's called 37 in round two and, and hurt you. Um, I feel like 21% of people have, have him captained at the moment. So if he scores big, you, you go well. If he doesn't score big, then there's 21% of people who's, who still have him as well. But I don't have Cleary, so I'll be picking up. I'll be using Hopgood as my captain, especially with no Paulo in the front row. So Luke Fisher, if you could stay away from Hopgood, that would be rather lovely for <laughs> for me, uh, seeing as you've got very, very bad um uh, you, you've been burnt with your captain choices. So if you could please pick Cleary and stay away from Hopgood, that would be very lovely, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. We've got John, John Greenaway. This one's for you, Sean. Hodgson to Cook, Meany to Hands. And he has Walsh, Turbo, and Miller as a back line. Yeah, I saw this one before. I'm not a massive fan on Hands again, like we mentioned. Until he's got that top 30 spot, probably don't get him. And Cook's nice, but he's not... Well, he's not going to play around 13. You're better off potentially getting someone like Jaden Braley there and using that extra cash to get a Sean Kepi or a Connolly Lemuelu for this week instead. You'll get more cash generation and probably more points. Nice. Uh, all right, so we're running a bit of time, so we'll just punch out these last couple of questions uh, quickly. So this one for you, Pat. Dylan Bateman. Um, uh, Nat Butcher to Hosking and bank the cash or make a second trade with BMM to Kepi. 
or Croker? Who's better, safer, men's-wise? Also thinking Nat Butcher to Huddy Young and Boyd to Braley uh, with minimal cash left, but I think we'll go against that. But, yeah, what are your thoughts? So, Kepi or Croker? What are your thoughts there? Because I'm actually interested in this one. Yeah, look, I mean, if I think with my head and not my heart, I feel like I actually feel like Croker has a lot more to his game than Kepi does. But Kepi, I mean, he's got a massive positive. He's already had his buy. He's got a pretty consistent role from what we can see. Like, it's already there where Croker's only had those couple of games back, and we're not too sure what his minutes are going to look like when Newcastle actually get middles back. So, um, unbiasedly, I'd probably lean towards Kepi. I think he's the safer choice, where I think Croker potentially has a higher ceiling. Um, both very good options. Definitely go that second option. Um, and on the Nat Butcher thing, it's actually very similar to my Carrigan chat. You know, like with with him, he, he's not he's at his price. Like if you want to hold Nat Butcher, that's up to you. Realistically, like you kind of brought him in, you held him for the buy. So I feel like if you've held him for the buy, maybe you wanted to hold on to him for his versatility. But Hosking, I think, is someone that you have to go to. It's up to you, mate. Like, if you're like me and you just want Hosking in the team, you think he's going to go for it, then, yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to pull the trigger on that. Otherwise, try and find another way to get Hosking in. Yeah, nice. I like it. Uh, all right, we've got Kieran Patol. This one's for you, Sean. Hey, boys, which is better? Dewey to SJ and BMM to Hands or Dewey to SJ and Suwali to Hosking? I feel like we all know what the answer is there, but <laughs> just to quickly answer that one. Yeah, definitely number two. But if you're chasing Hines, maybe just hold away here for the next two weeks and then get Hines instead. Yeah, like it. All right, Paddy, uh, quick one here from Matt Stinson. Thoughts on Aiken at centre, 568. 1.4% ownership at the moment appears to have bottomed out. Has edge, dual, and plays thirteen round 13 and 14. Current centres are Harley Smith-Shields, unfortunate, mate, and Alamotti with no cover. Yeah, I'm sorry, brother. Like, I don't rate Aiken. Like, I understand that he's dropped down. That's probably for a reason. Like, realistically, the Dolphins don't have as many points as what he's seen in the past. And I know that he's a good base player. But if you're going to spend that kind of money, which is big money, go up to Herbie. He's he set he solves the same issues, right? He plays 13 and 14, so you're you're going to get someone. He's probably going to be the best center this year, just based on what we've seen so far. Otherwise, if you want to save a bit of cash, go down to Stags. His teammate. He's still at a pretty decent price, but he is a roller coaster. Otherwise, um, he's, uh, otherwise, Aiken's teammate, Lemu Lelu, is at, what, 480K, I think, roughly. So yeah. he is definitely the goer. You know, he's playing, in the, he's playing in the back row. He is like what Aiken was. You know, he's playing in the back row. He's still at the duel. He's definitely the more consistent scorer. So I would definitely be looking that. If you wanted something sneaky and something spicy, potentially look at Tomoko as a pod. But he doesn't play around 13. So I think like- Lemu Lelu is your um, you should go. Limelalu is the Aiken 2.0. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, guys. Look, that's us for buy, hold, sell, avoid. Um, thank you, you two, for your analysis for round five. Um, I think this was a step up in analysis if I've um, if I if I've had my experience. Thank you, you. T- I get got my new main man. Sorry, Kyle, but my new main man is, is Sean at the moment. So Kyle's gonna have to have a big a big uh, reply in round six to make that take that one number one spot back. But uh, you done well. And Pat, from the debut, thank you again for coming in on Late Notice. This is, this is probably better gear than I've ever given on a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> you're just saving it. Well, you're saving it. Uh, it any, any last words there, Shawnee? No, I'm glad to be back. There's a lot less Warriors talk this week, so I was pretty stoked with that. And uh, Fins up, I guess. <laughs> Fins up, I love it. And Paddy, you want to you boost your nights here? 
No, I won't be spoofing life. Just to the punters, everyone, you know, just have fun with it, whatever. You know, this is fantasy. We're all in it to have a good time. If you think, if you think, if you're feeling that gut feel, mate, just chase it. Why not? I love that. That's pretty much what I heard there was go big and big DEB and is that? All right, boys and girls, that's us. We're wacky Wednesday round five. We'll talk to you later.